Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Welcome back, leaders, to week nine of our podcast series looking uh, at the book of Philippians, our study uh, on fighting for joy. So glad that you're joining us again as we um, head into the final two weeks of this great series that we've been looking at during um, uh, the summer. Been a really great, encouraging book study. I love that we're taking the time, 10 weeks, to really go really verse by verse through this incredible book, being encouraged and challenged all the way through it. It's been lots of fun studying it uh, in my group and been lots of fun to have uh, different members on our team sit down and interact with me uh, on this podcast. And this week we have the amazing, the uh, gifted, the talented, the personable uh, Paul Hahn. Paul, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. I'm so glad to be with you all. Yeah. Um, Paul's been a long-term um, uh, part of part of our staff team and has contributed in so many different uh, different areas. Um, but Paul, some may not know what you're currently up to, um, how you're serving serving our church. Just tell us a little bit about what you're doing and what excites you, what you see God uh, doing right now. Yeah, for sure. I'm currently serving in our care and recovery ministry. Yeah. And so for those who don't know what that is or aren't familiar with it, it's really beautiful spaces that our church gets to step in um, and walk alongside people who are maybe going through a difficult season of life um, or who may be facing a, an issue or a pattern of behavior that they're asking Jesus to rewrite and break in their lives. And the church gets to step in and stand with them and remind them of the hope that's in Jesus, which is kind of all about what Philippians is about, right? We get to turn our attention to Jesus and point to the true hope yeah. Um, as the source of our real care, real healing, real redemption. And so awesome. that's what we get to do as a church. That's what we get to do as a ministry. Um, and if you're not familiar with it, I want to invite you to check out any of our groups. And um, many of your group members might yeah. be needing some of our resources, some of our um, community spaces where we can sit with people in some painful times. And so just suggest that you check out our, our website, our care website on, on our website. Yep. Yeah, Paul, you're doing a great job, man, Faithful, faithfully leading it. And I love what you said, too, that the resources is for group leaders. You know, sometimes as a group leader, we have the temptation to think that everything that happens in a group rests upon us to fix, to solve, to to work our way through. And while we love that like sense of ownership that group leaders have over their group, um, man, in no way is that your role to fix and solve everything. And right. people are people to solve, right? right. People to love and uh, but the, the care care team and you guys just did a great job of supporting the whole of our church, but particularly with with our life groups too. So, thanks for for how you serve us really well on that. Yeah, thank you. All right, man. Should we jump in here? We've Let's got do it. two verses we're going to look at uh, Philippians four, but really good verses through nine, but really, really good great verses. Probably the best verses, right? The whole <laughs> the whole the whole thing. So, why don't we lead through the questions? And as we as we do, we're going to interact with them, Paul and I, and we might. Uh, rephrase some questions. We want to lead this like as we would be leading it in our group, responding to it. So mm -hmm. that's the idea with this. We know we got a lot of new leaders that are listening to this right now. So we want to um, make sure that you're catching the model and then uh, kind of the fine ways to lead this out. So we got our lean in question, which is our icebreaker question. I'll read it as it's stated. It says, uh, what are some things that you like about social media and what are some things that you dislike about it? Okay. There's Lots of ways to interact and respond to that and some of the generic, you know, stay connected with friends and see what people are doing. And then, of course, there's lots of things to dislike about it, kind of the curated picture of people's lives and all that stuff. Uh, but I think what's getting behind the question is um, how we fill our space 
uh, with different activities, some of them mindless and numbless, and what that does for us. Uh, Paul, I liked a, a, an alternative question you, you you had to this that gets us to the same place. Yeah, and I think, you know, hopefully some of our life groups, you guys have been walking with each other for some time now, and I know that your conversations always turn to, you know, what is the best and newest, greatest show that you've yeah. been watching. Um, a lot of us have been binge watching things, and so that might be a great question to open with is like, yeah, what is a TV show or maybe a movie that you've watched recently or that you've been obsessed with? Um, and then kind of turn it more introspective of like, how has that impacted what you think about or what you talk about, how you talk? I know that uh, when my sisters watch the Kardashians, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're talk, their voices change, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. so you might start pointing out certain things of like, yeah. oh, yeah, when I watch Yellowstone, maybe I drop a couple more yeah, curse words. Maybe yeah. Maybe you yeah. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. Yeah, but it's so funny how quick we can run towards these activities to kind of fill the fill the space yeah. and how that space is being filled by things that often you know are not enrich not enriching right uh, not not developing um but we have so much information and entertainment and amusement that that was messaged messaged in here um at our disposal and those things um often are neutral that yeah. they're discipling us informing us in in certain different ways and of course we've seen the um, overwhelming negative impacts of, of social media and technology, what we hold hold in our hands. Yeah, and it's it's a pretty stark reminder that this stuff isn't neutral. That right. it shapes us, and what we give our thoughtfulness and attention to, it really does shape and form us. And I, I think one way that that's shown up, even in my own life, and maybe this is a way to frame the question as well, is the difference that uh, it has on my day. When I wake up and I turn to my phone and I start scrolling totally. on Instagram versus when I wake up and start in God's word, it like completely sets up my day in a different way. Totally. And so maybe that's a different angle too, is like, how have you noticed, um, you know, the difference in your mood, in your walk with Jesus yeah, and right. even your mindset when you start your day off with, with social media versus yeah. even in God's word. Yeah. That whole doom scrolling is a real thing, right? <laughs> yeah. I was talking to a friend just yesterday who started reading, um, you know, Cal Newport, he yeah. that book, Deep Work. He's, he's got a new book out called, um, Digital Minimalism. Mm. And it's about evacuating digital space to create more presence, awareness, thoughtfulness That's to good. what's going on around you. Um, and of course there's so many spiritual principles that, that are within there, that these entanglements really have a way of cluttering our mind, yeah. our action, how we see ourselves, God, and others around us. Yeah. And we're just starting to really see the beginnings, I think, of right. the impact of the research of what we open ourselves up to. Yeah. The mental health crisis, surely attributed to our connectiveness or yes. our, you know, the veneer of connectedness through yeah. social media. Uh, you'd know a lot more about that than, than I would for sure. But um, that's, the, that's the impulse of this question. Yeah. Yeah. What are you opening yourself up to? How is it shaping you? How are you feeling? Your right. And I think we'll get into it a little bit later, but even that discernment of what we're taking in, right. because a lot of things posted on social media, on TikTok, on Instagram reels, it's like they're presenting this as truth or they're right. presenting this as like, this is the the best way or the only way that you should do or think about this. Yeah. Um, and just really being yeah discerning about what we're taking in right. and who we're taking it in from. Um, and counting as as true. That's good. Very good, man. Right. Why don't I read um, the whole of these two verses here, really impactful verses, and we'll interact with it. So Philippians 4, 8 through 9, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, 
whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence, and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. I love again that promise of peace is there. The God of peace is there to 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 be to be with you, to bring you into his his restoration. Um and so there's this encouragement here then of as you've seen me do it, this, this isn't Paul from an ivory tower. He's like with people, he's given instructions of what he's taught, but also what you can see from his life. He's giving them real handles of things to uh, to concentrate on, to 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 dwell on, as he says. Uh, what stands out to you, Paul, in in those couple of verses? What are some questions that you might want to lead um, groups through to to highlight here? Yeah, I mean, I, just to go back a little bit to what you just said, I love that Paul saying, "What you have learned, yeah. received, heard, and seen in me." And so, um, you know, hopefully, we have some great examples of what this looks like. Um, and Paul's suggesting that we see that in, you know, the context of the church and community, yeah. right? And that's a great thing to kind of affirm within your life groups is like, wow, we don't have to do this alone. We get to get to actually witness that, learn from it, um, from each other. Um, you know what I noticed when I first read this verse is mm-hmm. I've read through Philippians quite a bit and I've noticed that in the past I've kind of just like skipped over these words of like, yeah, those are good right. things. Yeah, true things, honorable just, pure, lovely, commendable. Um, but I haven't often stopped and and thought about what those actually mean or like the real world application yeah, of, of what that means in our context too. Um, and, and I think that's why I love um, kind of the third question. It's not really a question, but kind of a prompt for our groups that as a group make a list of true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, morally excellent and praiseworthy things. Um, because I think that one, that'll be a great exercise for you personally, but even for your group, you're going to see people with different perspectives on things, different life experiences where they're witnessing some of these things, yeah. maybe in their own industry in their own walks of life in their own families. Yeah. And you're going to get a really cool kind of comprehensive or maybe a more extensive list yeah. together as a group than you would maybe even doing this apart. So I really, really love um, that prompting for for the groups. Right. So you can ask them, you know, um, that opening, just just what do you see? What do you learn about what we're supposed to dwell on in these two verses? What do you see? What do you learn? But I love what you're highlighting here is let's action it. Let's make it uh, real and applicable to our everyday lives. Like begin to list out with these virtues that are listed, listed things that match up with that. Where do you see it in your own life? What are the things that you want to call out? Maybe what are the things you want to call out in people in your group? And even like begin to to write that down. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, anything in there, Paul, that you would interact with? Like if you were to make your list, if there would be anything that would stand out to you, just to give folks maybe an example of anything? Mm, that's good. Um, I mean, right now, I, I think what, for whatever reason, what is pure yeah. is, is standing out to me. And I think that that is in um, such... I don't know, direct contrast. As a young person in my early 30s, I feel like what the world considers pure um, is oftentimes a very different list than what, you know, Jesus might say um, is pure. And so I think uh, in my life group, we're all kind of in our 30s. It would be interesting to even see like what that means and what that looks like for us to live out as some of us are single. You know, what, what does that look like in our lives? 
um, what is really glorifying to God in that space. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And then the lookout question, and you're kind of duck-telling into that a little bit too, is, okay, as you look at these lists of things, um, does, does the world at, at large, does it make it easy mm. to, to concentrate on these things? What are, another way to ask that could be, what are the um, um, opposite messages that the world puts out in front of us? Where do you see that? Where are they conflicting? Where, where, are, they, where are they loud? Where are you maybe some more susceptible susceptible to some of those things than others? Yeah. So you want, you want to list it, see what they are, and then the lookout is interacting it. Okay. Mm-hmm. How does this work in the real world? Mm-hmm. How does the world put these things in front of us? What is the message that's behind these things? Yeah. The opposite. Gosh, even aside from like values, um, I think Eric had an illustration a couple of weeks back um, just of him falling asleep to the news. Um, and how it's just this, like, you know, the equivalent of doom, doom scrolling. Totally. The news is kind of a giant doom scroll most most days. And um, yeah, I feel like it, it, what what's beautiful about this exercise, I think, is that as human beings, as a culture, um, we're much more um, focused on some of like the tragedies that are happening, the negative things that are happening. Right. Um, but I remember even during the pandemic, I think it was... Uh, John Krasinski mm. um, started like a good news oh, that's right. channel on YouTube. And that was years and years yeah. ago, Paul. Don't bring us back. Don't but, bring us back. I mean, how, <laughs> how like, quote unquote, groundbreaking it was at that yeah. time to just focus on how people were kind to one another that's or right. like, you know, some something really heartwarming happened yeah. um, and how that was unusual to what we were taking in. And so I think um, it's not easy or it's not hard to see this question like lived out in our lives because we're so used to seeing the negative things and the pure good, you know, those things are, are an exception sometimes. Right. Yeah. And I love the encouragement. It's an active one, right? It's not just something that just sort of happens through osmosis. It's no actively dwell on these things. So that's, that's a discipline. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm going to stop. I'm going to take inventory. I'm going to look at God's word creation, my relationships around me. And I'm going to look at these things that meet this different criteria that ultimately point to who Jesus is mm-hmm. and ultimately also bring us bring us into peace. Yeah. And you're so right. Like it's a counterintuitive message mm-hmm. of our culture when the um, the tragedies and the pain and they're real and we yes. don't ignore them. Yeah. Uh, we don't ignore them, right? Um, but we also don't ignore the goodness, the far surpassing goodness and grace of Jesus that he's actually overcome right. all of this that brings us into peace. And so that's an... A spiritual discipline, that's an active choice as I'm choosing to dwell richly on God's word, uh, the truth of who he is, the, the mm-hmm. purity of who he is. And it's actually going to then um, impact the way that I see things uh, around me. Yeah. What you spend your time on, what you dwell on impacts how you see the world around you. That's just, Absolutely. That's just true. Jesus follower or not, that's just true. You know, if you're going to go buy a car, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're uh, in line to buy a red Toyota, whatever, you, you know how that goes, right? You're on the road and then all you see is red Toyota <laughs> because you're fixed, you're fixated on it. And it's the same principle of this passage. Then mm-hmm. we dwell on these things, these virtues that are Christ-centered and Christ-shaped, mm-hmm. that it will impact how we see ourselves, the others around us up in our world. And we're brought, up, brought into peace. Yeah. Um, so the looking question that Paul, uh, I love you, you, we were talking about a call back to, to the, the list that people made. How would you have them interact to uh, the look in question in light of how they interacted with the look down? Yeah. I think the look in question, the first one says, how can you adjust your focus 
or schedule this week so that you can more consistently dwell on God. Right. And I think a great um, way to kind of bring that full circle for them is to refer back to that list that your group just created, yeah. right? You have some real tangible things um, that hopefully everyone contributed at least one thing yeah. to, right? And so now you have something very real, something very tangible from their lives that you can then encourage, hey, what does it look like to actively, what you're saying, intentionally focus on some of these things and incorporate that into into your walk this week. That's great. Awesome. Well, there's so much in here in these two verses for you guys to to kick around together. And then, of course, uh, refer back to the message um, this weekend from Kenton. So many great Kenton insights as, mm. as usual. And, and you know, the encouragement is always take notes in the sermon too, right, as you're listening, because that's going to impact your conversation for the week ahead. So uh, it's been great to spend this time with you all again, group leaders. Paul, thanks for joining us as we wrap up week nine. We've got one more week to go. Woo! And the next week we will talk about uh, our new sermon series. Yes. coming right around the corner. All right, you guys, thank you all. And we'll see you back next week.